Welcome to Quartet for Two, a light-hearted classical music podcast pitting composers from across the ages against each other for no other reason than talking about music in a silly and opinionated way. I'm Arthur Keegan. And I'm David Fay. We've got a deck of cards, each card is a different composer, and we'll draw them against each other, deciding on any basis we like who goes through to the next round and ultimately wins the game. We're indebted to Margit van der Zwan, whose card game Quartet inspired this idea. Twelve cards from the original pack. We've got twelve cards from the extension pack, and we've got two wild cards. It's the same format as last time. Nice to see you back here, Big Arthur. Very nice to We're be here. In the front room, complete with the clock and <laughs> uh, the bongs, which are possibly one of the most strange features of this. Charming, charming, <laughs> charming. charming. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, quite, Rustic. quite interesting to edit around, but you know, don't don't listen to the regularity of ticks, anyone, because you'll uh, you'll work out uh... <laughs> just where the edits are. <laughs> uh, so yeah, deal them up. So we've got the two wild cards back in. Yeah, we've got two wild cards: Toscanini and Samuel Scheit, or Scheisser, as I like to call it. <laughs> Those are a really fun addition um, to, to <laughs> yeah. the pack and quite fun to edit with as well um, we might introduce a few more in time there are plans in the pipeline <laughs> but uh, it requires some ink in your printer <laughs> that's true <laughs> and that's not a metaphor no actual literal <laughs> right then hey, advantage. advantage yeah <laughs> It's a lovely start. And Ennio Morricone plays. Joseph Papa Haydn. Joseph Haydn. We don't need to talk about that one. No, I think Haydn slips through happily. Florence Price. Price. Florence Price. A new card to the game. A new card to the game. And she's up against. Finding something palatable for Stockhausen's signature is going to be an absolute nightmare. I'm I'm looking forward to pissing a load of people off because we're definitely going to put Florence Price through here. Yeah, I think so. So I put into the playlist her piano concerto in one movement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yesterday, which is lovely, it's wonderful. Yeah, Um, it's of its time, leaning into the 20th century. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was around in the first half of the 20th century. African American composer from. uh, Oh, I don't actually know where she's from. I shouldn't have said that. No, no, I know, but... Oh, I where about? Philadelphia? I want to say Philadelphia. Well, don't forget... Utah, why don't, not? <laughs> don't ever use our chat as the basis for academic work um, without fact-checking it on Wikipedia first. <laughs> the old Bodleian. Pop yeah. to the Bodleian. <laughs> Wikipedia.org. Great. So, um, okay, so, so Stockhausen, Stockhausen, there's... Like, he's a huge figure. Huge figure. <laughs> and um, there are some things that can commend it, like the enormous scale and ridiculousness of his operas. And his... It, I mean, he's the, the category that he, if he were top, if this were top trumps on the innovation scale, it would be like miles away, which is not where Florence Price particularly um, succeeds. Yeah, you could say that um, she is a trailblazer because she's a, a African American woman working in a context where that is, you know, 
it's that's never been done before. Yeah, that's yeah, never been never been done before. And that is big testament to her bill will ability. And so yeah, and so if you just tweak that from innovation to trailblazingness, mm-hmm. I think she probably she probably um, is punching up with with Stockhausen on that front yeah. as well. But leaving aside the the fact that we love her music, yeah, much and more. it's like Stockhausen is going to be a hard one to put through because yeah. there's loads of composers who. Talk about Stockhausen in such high terms, yeah. but I can't break through it no, at the minute. No, exactly. Um, there is, we should mention lots of electronic innovation as well with yeah, Stockhausen, yeah, which that's, touches that's me a little bit. But Florence Price's music is beautiful. Yeah. I don't think Stockhausen's is. I no, exactly. Let's let's put it out there. And um, yeah, I I I've heard a fair amount of it. And uh, what could I recommend? Very much recommend her symphonies. Mm-hmm. Beautiful um, representations of that genre. And also she's got plenty of kind of song and lots of lovely piano music. She wrote lots of kind of tiny miniature pieces relating to stuff like the, there's a there's a piece called The Washing Machine. Oh, great. And there's a piece called Piano Practice or something okay. like that where it's like da 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 yeah. And it's just like a little fun Oh, piece. I love... That's such and a composery thing to yeah. do. There's there's things like that by Kurtag and by uh, Bartok. Yeah, and there's, there's one called Trip to the Cookie Jar. Oh, great. Which is cool. One time we... Um, we had a sequence and then we ended with piano practice and then trip to the cookie jar. Oh, great. And I made a great little... I'll definitely put those in the playlist. Yeah. I only know some more customers. They're quite fun little, little miniatures um, that are worth checking out. Anyway, Florence Price goes through. Yeah, that's exciting. Hildegarda. The signature's great. Lovely. Plays. Gustav Mahler, he never, he's always in the pack. Oh, I don't always, think there's been a game without Mahler. He's a hanger-rounder, hang isn't he? <laughs> Him and Ethel, Ethel Smythe have been yeah. uh, prolific in terms of appearances. They're stocking up the, the caps, aren't they? OK, uh, now yeah. I'm in a fruity mood. I think oh, we can put Hildegard through for today. I mean, that's pushing it. But let's do it. Let's see if, what's the argument for that? I, I love it as an impulse. <laughs> I love it as an impulse. Let's do a little bit of a reality check. Yeah, we know Let's a lot think more about about that. <laughs> Let's think about how much a pinnacle and the turning point of the genre and of orchestral music he is at the turn of the 20th century. Um, that's... That, He's also mad popular. Pretty, pretty... Yeah, exactly. We, we, exactly. We've slightly underdone that, I think, well, in previous weeks. Well, I don't think that... I think that's because we... And this plays into it too. I think we're not that keen on his music, you, you and I. I mean, bits. If it's anyone has bits. been listening to every episode of this podcast, they might be Get a life. sitting there. <laughs> Maybe they might be sitting there thinking, "Duh! Look, of course you don't like Marla's music. You're always banging on about how much you don't like Marla's music." But, I mean, my issue is the length a lot of the time, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but and there's bits of music that I love by Marla. Mm. Um, but I think one thing we haven't done is that he, if you asked people in the street to name five composers, he's probably someone that is famous enough yeah. in them. But um, go on, tell me, tell me Hildegard. But what's Hildegard, your, what's your argument so there's an awful lot of historical newness with what she's doing. When she's, you know, not just writing music, but writing tr- absolute tracts of uh, philosophical and... Uh, spiritual uh, writing. Yeah, good point. And, She's and a it, huge figure in that period. And it, you know, it is eight hundred years old. Was she, yeah. was she thirteenth century? Yeah. yeah, it's eight hundred years old. Mm. Texts, 
music, the, uh, her position as... Uh, I'm sure there's been operas written about... Uh, probably operas written about, uh, about Marlowe as well. There's certainly uh, some terrible films about Marlowe. Yeah. <laughs> one with Roger Daltrey from The oh, Who playing it. Oh, my God, really? Oh <laughs> yeah, my it's goodness. a psychedelic... Oh, it's a very wow. strange... Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the director, but it's a very Werner strange... Herzog. <laughs> it's that kind of... Well, it's more um, student-y than Werner okay. Herzog. <laughs> it's very full That's of funny. nudity and flames and silliness. Okay. Oh, really? But Hildegard also... <sighs> Uh, start like she's got the first essences towards staged music. There's elements of her. This is something that you've brought up before, and it's really interesting because it's not something I know very much about. Nor so. me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, I did. I did. I did. I, I did fact. Well, not fact check it, but you I did, did some homework. I did just see. A, you know, I did read a sentence somewhere that said something along those yeah. lines. We we need to we need a bit more detail. Yeah, now. I did a while ago. We should I, talk to Emma about that. Yeah, I think uh, maybe a year or two ago, I I did read into this a bit more, but I've as is my wife mm. forgotten most of it. But yeah, the first um, I'm not sure if it was masses that had elements of um, characterization, mm. or maybe not masses, but um, parts of a service yeah. that were dedicated to you know, with movement and, and oh really yeah, oh, yeah. wow okay so it's, it's getting into choreography and exactly. And, you, you know, it's staged not staged is the wrong word. I feel because obviously, it, I mean, music that is part of a liturgy yeah. is kind of staged already because yeah. that ritual is an enactment of. So perhaps that's what it's. I mean, we need to fact check this specifically, yeah, yeah. but perhaps it's taken it out of the liturgy into okay. more standalone things. Maybe that's her yeah, big change. But well, I'm, I'm, we're not sure about it. But it, there's a, definitely a movement, a, a, an innovation there. But that's an interesting that way of thinking about religious music as uh, you know we we just kind of think of it as people singing about mm. god but actually if you think about it within its ritualistic context then it does become part of a wider whole that is more of a gesamtkunstwerk yes uh, yeah. than than you know than you know so well, maybe, look at why no, the liturgy yeah, evolved you, in the way that it does it's to oh encourage people to really engage i mean too, we could go down a rabbit hole there too interesting for yeah. this now man but it, it it does bring us back to the the um this is a tricky one i i can I, we do it? i totally feel your um your desire to put Hildegard through here i don't know that i've been yeah. quite convinced quite enough that that everything we've talked about does make her um a more uh 800 years mm. 800 years it's tough i mean let's do it yes <laughs> i was just before you started like kind of rowing back Marla. i was like <laughs> great like gustav Mahler. we and do love hildegard he's been through loads yeah yeah yeah. we get a bit, a bit bored of him to be honest <laughs> yeah. arbitrary through. arbitrary that's, that's fine man that's yeah. good uh, and we're feeling in a good mood is it my dad <laughs> Oh, copy of Boulez again. Boulez is mm, back. Let's see. Look at what old Boulez is back. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, again. <laughs> Do you want to get that? Yeah, thanks. So, Pierre Boulez. Pierre Boulez, right. So, sorry, um, back from the postie. Back from the postie. Pierre Boulez, anything good? Uh, nice looking package. Good, great, excellent. Definitely not for me. <laughs> This is John oh Barry. God. Oh my god. Ba ba. 
Now, this is a real annoyance because we said last time we're going to do everything in our power to make Boulez not go through. But his influence as a conductor, his influence on contemporary music, for better or worse, is huge in a way that John Barry can't quite get near. No, John Barry's not going to go through. Uh, he can't. I mean, we don't like Boulez's music. But we, imagine how we, furious Boulez would be if he didn't. If he, if he <laughs> lost out to this guy in his dicky bow. Yeah. It's uh, a funny no, picture. sorry, John. Yeah. Uh, there's no chance. Pierre Boulez through to the second round. Who would have thought it? Uh, right then, you'll go first. I can't believe we just put Boulez through. Well, you can. It was he's, a big, he's a big figure. He's a big boy. Young Sibelius, another one who always comes Young out. Sibelius, yeah. Versus. Mamba! <laughs> it's Lenny! Mamba! <laughs> so good. Uh, every time we need to do that. Uh, but there won't be another time in this game because Jan Sibelius yeah. takes him. Yeah, I think we don't even need to get out any of the song chat that we that we had. Oh um, yeah, we've been listening that. to Sibelius songs. Next round, next, next round. Time. It is <laughs> big boy <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I like that. End. What is this? Could Let's this be? Oh, oh, it's John it's Cage. John Cage. <laughs> Presumably, his signature will be silence, right? I think it has to be. I think it has to be. That's funny. That's that quite is, a good one. That is funny. Should we put it as four, four minutes and 33 seconds? <laughs> uh, snip it, I think we'll do. Yeah. The second movement, which is just tussing. <laughs> oh, no, they're all tussing. Um, right. Um, so Bach beats yeah. John Cage. Nice having John Cage involved. I'm looking forward to having a chat about John Cage yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, me too, man. Me and his Another mushrooms. person with a fun uh, voice to imitate. Ollie Nussen! Oh, Ollie Nussen comes yeah. out in the Keegan, Keegan's Keenon category. This is great. Oliver I love Nussen. Versus. Claude Debussy. First time into the game, Debussy? I don't know whether he's been on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know, but I. Th- oh, it's. Uh, it's tricky. You really no. need a, you, you really need a, a, someone a bit less strong to, oh, yeah, to be yeah. facing so off against. We Nussin. can talk about Nussin. I, I, I want to introduce a few things, but he's definitely losing to Debussy. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's just talk about why you included him in your in the four composers who make up your Keegan's Keenon uh, category. Nussin, Bong. <laughs> Nussin is an enormous character in contemporary music. Right. Everyone I speak to met him. It seems like I'm the only. Be a person writing music now. That, that Such a young, young chap, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby-faced. <laughs> um, and everyone says the same thing about him, which is generous, musically yeah, generous, yeah, uh, yeah, spiritually yeah. generous. Um, Jonathan Harvey is one of the other person in in this category, and mm-hmm. everyone who I talk to about him just say gentle and lovely and nice. Yeah, and they're two figures that. Um, I've had an enormous influence on contemporary composers. Yeah, yeah, Nussen's yeah, yeah, yeah. music, I think, is absolutely beautiful. Great. You must listen to the second symphony. I need to. We've been the... needing to listen to that for about... Two years? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a year. Three months, I think, has been like <laughs> at the top of our to-do list, but we haven't got um, to do it. But it's beautiful, and the poetry, reading, the, reading it with the poetry is amazing. Music for a public court's fantastic. 
Um, there's it, a lot of where the wild things are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to see that at Ali Pali just yeah, up the just road. Yeah, just up the road. Yeah, great. That was a great day. Kids opera, but unbelievably great. entertaining great. for grown-ups. Yeah. And the way they produced it as well, with balls flying into the audience. Oh, cool. Other kids loved it. Oh my goodness. So I think great. he's. He's an enormous figure as a kind of pedagogue. He's an enormous figure as a conductor. Yeah. Everything you did with BCMG, yeah. one of the most respected conductors. Birmingham Contemporary Music Group. Thank you. Sorry. No, no. Um, and also, and this is this is kind of the kicker with this kind of composer. His music, I think, is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. However, Claude Debussy. Debussy goes through. Sorry thank for that you rant. For, no, thank you for the introduction <laughs> to Oliver Nussen, and um, I look forward to hearing. The clip that you choose for him. Oh yeah! And also, um, I look forward to further discussion about his music and and discovering it a bit more. I've heard, I've heard some stuff, <laughs> and uh, I I couldn't agree I couldn't agree more with everything you've just said in terms of uh, being kind of hearing musicians talk about him, yeah. and also the music that I've heard has been yeah really really compelling. Yeah, I mean his his nickname as well, by the way, was Big Al, and there's oh, a piece yeah. by Mark yeah. Anthony Turnage in tribute to him after he died yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago uh, called. The, to the big owl. Oh, great. Uh, which That's, is just such an affectionate nickname. nice thing. Good right then. Right. Who we got? Uh, it's you. Ooh. We've got... Niccolo Paganini. Niccolo Paganini. Not one of my favourite cards. There with his violin. No, he's not He's not high up on our list of potential winners, is he? Not especially. Um... against Felix Mendelssohn. Now I think, First time he's done. Yeah, this is exciting. I think he's going to do well. I, I hope so. I do love Felix Mendelssohn. You've been very, wanting very, him very to come much. out for yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah, Well, he smashes Paganini out of the park, doesn't he? He does, and we can talk about him in the next round. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful music. Yeah, great stuff. Um, You're done. Me. Dorothy Ashby. In the jazz category, first jazzer we've had come out. Yes. Um, oh, and, and they're playing. Oh! Contrabassi, follow me. A continente. Short note, short note. Arturo Toscanini. <laughs> it's me, We Toscanini can again. do something interesting. Okay. Here. You've got it again. Right. So, then. in this instance, so Arturo Toscanini was a very authoritarian conductor, as you'll have heard in the clip. Um, a bit, a lot of a bully. But in the game, his card represents the dictatorial interpretation. So, in other words, the drawer of the Toscanini card decides on which basis the um, the face-off will be judged. Yeah. Uh, and now I know that Dorothy Ashby's up, yes. so I can yes, tailor something. Because exactly. I'd like to put Dorothy Ashby's Oh, through. yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think I'm going... I'm start, I can take advice and help from you, right? I'm starting yeah. down the lines of who's music most fun. I'm oh, that's good. that would yeah. be quite... Yeah, uh, yeah, I like that. Perhaps that's but it. Especially cl- her clip is Yeah, it's really fun. fun. But yeah, OK, fun music. All right, that's, yeah. a good, that's a good Whose category. music is most fun? Okay, uh, and it's your oh yeah, you to draw again because you you drew. So it is. <laughs> Pierre Schaffer in the electronic category. Oh, that's amazing. That's I mean, I don't so think funny. she needed Toscanini's help here. <laughs> that's so annoying. But Pierre Schaffer is like the so um, yeah. Tell us about Pierre, the absolute OG electronic composer. 
He's like he, the ground zero of electronic music. Yeah, kind of the first person to really apply um, musical parameters to, to electronic sound. Right, um, yeah. And his whole notion of concrete listening, which yeah. is where you really shut off and just listen to the sound for its own sake, yeah. is hugely yeah, important. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of the things that I think informs instrumental music now, that kind yeah, of listening. Absolutely, and hugely important, yeah. actually. Thinking about all the way in which, like for contemporary music, that is... That has become equally as important as like harmonic direction yeah. or you know it's, or it's, melodic. It, it's one of the parameters for texture that probably defines this era of music. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think even music wow. that's stylistically so different, so John Luther, the Canadian composer, who writes these John Luther big, Adams. Sorry, John Luther Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he writes these enormous uh, soundscape type yeah. pieces, yeah. and they're very beautiful and gentle. That owes something to Pierre Schaeffer's ideas. Interesting. However, um, on fun. And on fun. It's a great category. <laughs> um, Dorothy Ashby goes through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Exciting I mean, stuff. There's some nerds who would who would argue that his music is very fun. Are oh, you out there? Um, but not as fun as this. <laughs> be interesting to find his clip because I think there probably will be some oh no it'll be the um, saw sound stuff there's some really hardcore like mechanical uh, oh, right. oh, and okay, there's a train great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great, 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 the great. first piece of electronic music I mean that's gotta oh, be wow. that's yeah, gotta yeah, be yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but Dorothy Ashby through. through thanks to um, well no filtered by Arturo yeah. Toscanini we have now There's got a certain irony there as well, I think, which which is uh, which, which is good. Um, a very positive kind of. I don't know what Toscanini thought about jazz, but I'm sure he was probably a bit of a dick about it. Yeah, I so mean, he'd have been furious about it at least once. Yeah. <laughs> Louis Farron. Louis Farron. Great, excellent. Not oh. a jazz composer, as I once made a mistake <laughs> thinking for a moment. Uh, yeah, Louis Farron, this is your bag. Well, I won't go into too much detail because, you know, um, the snappy game is a good game, yeah. in, in the words of my, my dad, and versus Stravinsky, she's not going to hold That's up true. to that. But she is a uh, French composer from the start of the 19th century, so early 1800s. <laughs> Um, contemporary, I guess, of uh, Beethoven. Um, and she is writing really, really terrific music. I really love her music. Her symphonies, there's just been a new recording of her three symphonies that have just been released as a whole. And they really stand up to, you know, Schubert symphonies. They're, they're, they're in that same kind of uh, late classical <laughs> vibe early romantic mm -hmm. but uh really compelling and uh and delightful music and uh her chamber stuff is terrific too really really good than on that which is the piece that you I'll definitely uh, get those symphonies on the on the playlist yeah, have a yeah. I'm putting one on the radio tomorrow brilliant so, yeah yeah first movement of the second symphony great um but despite that um, Stravinsky goes through. through good 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 chance to have a chat about uh, Louise Farrell. Well, it's fun well. having all these new players to the well, game. It's 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 great. It's the game is not about the competition. No. The game is about talking about music, isn't it? So that's why I like it. 
Oh, Claudio Monteverdi. versus Giacomo and you know what there's a direct line here the man whose operas founded the genre yeah to the man whose operas kind of define the genre yeah yeah and that's across a period of 400 years yeah so Monteverdi writes what is sort of classed as the earliest opera the very first opera there's yeah, Jacobo there's, there's Perry, yeah. Uh, but but no, Orfeo is, is is the real kind of the first big splash in opera, and then Puccini is often is is often considered the kind of um, the apex of that genre, particularly within a, an Italian. Um, yeah, that's true. Context. Yeah, do you reckon well. Puccini or Verdi have programmed more? Puccini's got Puccini. more, I suppose. Puccini. Yeah, Puccini. yeah, he probably is the the. Yeah, for me, he is. I I love his operas, but Monteverdi, but Monteverdi goes, goes through. through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got two left, so so we're going to have a buy or a die. (gasps) Finally, Olivia Olivia Messia. Messia. (laughs) This is exciting. So we've got Samuel Scheit is out. Scheisser is doing Messian. Oh my goodness. I have got to talk to you a little bit about Messian. Please, can you tell me a bit about Messian? I know Basically, a brief game is a good game. Arthur has been hinting at the fact that he's had a Messian uh, revelation. <laughs> I think it was three weeks ago now. Well, yeah, we so haven't we... had the opportunity to actually tell me about it because we've been saving it for the pod. <laughs> in one of the, well, in, in many of the previous games, I've kind of said how much I dislike Messiaen and also that I'm terrified of the Messianites who love Messiaen and they do exist and I am terrified of them but the last time you you reminded me of Quartet for the End of Time which I'd just totally forgotten about which is absolutely brilliant and I've got some great memories of there's a specific concert I went to in like the French consulate um, oh, that they yeah. played, and they played it amazingly. It was oh, were you there? Yeah, yeah, I think we went together. That was a really fun, interesting concert. Bit of a weird room but it was great. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm reminded of that and thought, oh, yeah, that is beautiful. I also I love the ident, the, the signature for Messi. Oh, yeah, the Tarangalila. Yeah, and I knew it was from Tarangalila. And I thought, I, I thought I kind of knew Tarangalila. But that clip I thought was amazing. So I listened to Tarangalila uh, Symphony. I can never spell that. It word. is astonishingly fantastic yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant and it's right up my street like the whole first half with all that Andes Martino unusual yeah, instrument Martineau, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and the second half you know especially with the punctuated movements of the Tarangalila bit yeah um, I love the structure I love the idea of it the sound world of it is fantastic and so when I was I had to listen to it in two parts which was annoying but when I was listening to the second half I was just getting right to the very end of the movement can you remember the very last five ten seconds it's just such a massive crescendo on one chord. And this is when the postman starts knocking the door. And I was like, just hang on, like, ten seconds for this. And I, it goes on and on and on. It ended, I ran out, and the postman was like, yeah, I tried to fit it through your letterbox because I wasn't com- competing with that music. <laughs> you could hear it out in the hallway. But it's, it's, it's an amazing piece. That's hilarious. So then I was listening to a little more. I listened to Van Regard again, and I kind of oh, knew them wow. from before. I didn't listen to all of it again. I didn't Gosh, you've been doing some real homework. Well, because... I, it's beautiful, it wonderful is, music. It is, what it is, I hate his organ music. That's what it is. 
It's awful. I hate the organ. I hate his organ music. It feels so funny. Difficult. But why would I like Messia? I think you probably. I think I can convince you on the organ music on some of the organ music as well. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, we'll give um, it a go. That's so good. I was thinking as you were saying that. It's like, how can you like argue for Henri Dutilleux Mm -hmm. and his music without? arguing for Messiaen. It's brilliant. It is, yeah, it is so brilliant. And just listen to this. Oh, yeah, Samuel Scheidt's taking him out. I it's forgot about that. Right, you, Samuel Scheidt is knocked out, Messiaen. The one time you have a chance to uh, convince Big Arthur, it's already... You're already knocked out by the shite man. <laughs> now, we've got a dial by at the end, because Scheidt's oh, has taken yeah, out last one. So, I have got my wallet. Where's oh. Poor. Uh, heads is die. And it is. Tails, Tails to buy. Who's it for? Tails to is. Oh, it's not. It's not. Could have died. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, right, that's so. the end of round one. So, Mozart goes through. Yep. As does Mendelssohn. Monteverdi. Dorothy Ashby, Stravinsky, Jan Sibelius, Gersbach, Hildegard von Bingen, Boulez, Florence Price, Joseph Haydn, Claude Debussy. Great. Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah, we need, we need a cup of tea. We hope you're enjoying Quartet for Two, the podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can buy Margit van der Zwan's brilliant card game Quartet by clicking in the link in the episode description. Back to the game. Okay, so round two. Round two. So it's home disadvantage. It is indeed. Thank you very much for the tea. That is absolutely delicious. Oh, it really is. Right then. Uh, Me too. Home it's Florence Price. Florence Price comes out first again. Claudia Monteverdi. Monteverdi. No, she's not going to beat Claudia Monteverdi. Not many people do. No, he's 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 one of the very very, very strongest. He's what you might call a big boy. He is a big boy, um, and uh, great having Florence Price. Mm. Absolutely, I like the colour scheme. I like the photo, and I um, her presence in the game is is terrific. And uh, it's a fun now she's out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, short thrift. Hildegard. Ashby. So um, Hildegard goes through to the round three. I think so. We haven't um, got, you know, fun music would have helped this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dorothy Ashby would definitely take Hildegard on fun. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, Hildegard takes her without oh. the dictatorial interpretation uh, wild card. Um, so, yeah, so Hildegard through. Me up. It's... Felix Mendelssohn. Felix Mendelssohn versus Stravinsky. Oh my goodness. Okay. My goodness me. This is this is a real um, wow. This is a real tough draw for Mendelssohn, I'd say. Big boys versus big boys. Because I once asked one of my friends why they think Mendelssohn is underrated basically I was saying he's underrated why is he underrated and he basically said because he didn't do anything innovative which is again it's a Dvorak argument as well isn't it it's the kind of like it's the idea that to be great you need to be doing um, be 
be kind of forging a, a, a path. And Mendelssohn did forge paths. Mm-hmm. Um, just maybe those paths are not as revolutionary as yeah. someone like Stravinsky. Stravinsky. <laughs> well, he, he made the path. He, he, was, yeah. he, he was blazing those trails However, in manner of music. if we take away the innovation elements, there's so much Mendelssohn and it's such a core part of romantic rep. And it's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. And I guess I, it's funny that I drew the parallel with Dvorak. I, I guess I'm really into both of them mm. at the moment and I really kind of value their... I'm really valuing their just the absolute beauty of their music over uh, over a lot of other stuff in music at the moment. Um, Think about the the output as well, though Mendelssohn's quartets, uh, Mendelssohn's yeah. symphonies. Yeah. I mean, Stravinsky's got a kind of weird opus set. That there's and there's a lot of Stravinsky that I'm not that fussed yeah. about, to be honest. Um, but those ballets really kind of put him through. Mendelssohn's got like he's got oratorios like St Paul's and mm-hmm. St Paul and Elijah and Elijah's big right that kind of thing yeah but I mean who wants to listen to it <laughs> that's the thing um, I'm not that into that kind of oratorio aspect whereas well, and that kind of is cancelled out by Stravinsky's kind of operatic stuff which I don't I'm not that keen on which I've got a weird little well no it's not weird for. I think it's it's um, and I'm basing that on like one production that I saw when, like ten years ago, that mean that they're unusual opera, mm. and we need to put strikes. Is, is this is tough. Opera. This is tough. Um, I I feel like it needs to be Stravinsky. Yeah, I mean, we've argued kind of against our. You know, normally I'm the big Stravinsky uh, ite, and you're the big Mendelssohnite. But uh, I'm happy for Stravinsky to take it. Yeah, I think this time. There we go. This time could have gone differently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good body of work. Uh, what we got? Sibelius. Oh, Claude another Debussy. left out. Another left out category. Claude Debussy versus Sibelius. Now, one of the things that has held Sibelius back a little bit in previous... Uh, I mean, we've been big supporters of Sibelius, but we have started to talk about his lack of variety in rap. Mm. Um and that's going to go against him in Debussy, except that we listened to some songs by Sibelius recently. After yeah, all. yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I, I, I listened to them and, like, if I listened to some Debussy songs now, I'd be like, absolutely way no better. contest. Debussy's songs yeah. are way better. Well, well, I just, I listened to some early Sibelius songs, sort of by accident. I was just kind of grabbing what was what was there. And they're pretty boring. Like, they're good, they're fine, but it feels very much in a tradition and yeah. there's people who do it better. Yeah. His later songs uh, that you uh, added to the playlist and I had listened to yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're theatrical. They're really and theatrical. Ca- kind of eccentric and, and, and beautiful. And, and quite hard to listen to. In a kind of... It's not relaxing. No, no, no. It, it, it feels... Um, it's it's very, very dramatic. Involving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dramatic is the word. But um, I think today Debussy goes through. You... <sighs> symphonies, isn't it? It's symphonies versus... Debussy's output is more uh, is less categorizable, isn't it? Is that yeah. the word? I, there's also an element that um, Debussy sits in a sort of more unique pocket of style. Yeah, but also was more influential, I think. Yeah, definitely more influential. I mean, Sibelius sits in his own sort of pocket. Yeah, as well. yeah, 
Yeah. But Zabu- also, fact, Debussy actually, looks a bit like me. Good, um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, it is a good, that's a good way of putting it for Sibelius. Great. So, uh, but we, we're I'm going saying Debussy. Debussy. Yeah, yeah. Take Let's him. Take him. Papa Haydn versus. Yeah, Boulez. Get out of there, Boulez. You know what? We've got some big boys sitting in our hands right now. Oh, it's Mozart. Well, let's see. Yeah. Mozart and Bach. Great. Wow. Excellent. Wig on wig. Do you know what? Mozart was a bloody good composer. Oh, he was so good. He was so unbelievably good. Opera. He was so unbelievably good. Everything, man. Yeah. Everything he turned his hand to. Bach wins. I'm not, I'm not doing that thing where I just talk about opera again, but I was trying to think of what differentiates him from Bach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're so, so, so incredibly different. But, yeah. um, By Mozart. No, Mozart, yeah. I mean, just obviously could easily win this game hands down with his eyes closed. Uh, <laughs> he probably would. Singing. Blindfolded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making fart jokes. Right then, let's see who the winners are. Right. I've only got Haydn. Bach. Monteverdi, Debussy, Hildegard von Bingen, and Igor Stravinsky. Big boys! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. No, 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 you just put Mozart back in the back. That's all right. So, uh, one for you, for me, for you, for me, for you, for me. That's how we shuffle and deal <laughs> on this programme. And it's home advantage. Home advantage, right. So, last three. We've both got three cards each. Yeah. Stravinsky versus... <laughs> Haydn. Haydn takes it. Yeah. I think we had we did Haydn a real. We, we had he was involved in a really tight bout with Handel. Can you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we couldn't decide. We, yeah, we, <laughs> had the, we had the tiebreaker with my wife coming down and, and just you know just saying what came into the top of her head. But Haydn, no, Haydn takes Stravinsky. I yeah. think I'm on a big. We've we've not had um, much Haydn no, in the late been, stages. No, exactly. Um, he's been he's been conspicuous by his absence. Well, There's nicely a put. Really, really fantastic new recording of Haydn's London symphonies. Oh, great! A, a, a whole series is starting to come out. Volume one, as the clock and the drum roll. Uh, Pavel Yevi conducting the Deutsche Kammerphilharmonie Bremen. They are absolutely fantastic. Put it on playlist. Yeah, please. We're gonna have to get sub playlist. Oh, the drum roll one. Yeah, I suppose we're gonna have to start taking some off at some point. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Jasper. Debussy. Claude Debussy. Bye bye Debussy. Yeah, see you later Debussy. <laughs> and you have entertained us long enough. <laughs> You'll go. Monteverdi versus, versus Hildegard. Oh well, that's that's all right. That's a good that's a good um, final round, no penultimate round. And we're left Perhaps. with an amazing top three. Oh so my goodness! Now we're going to have to decide. Hides, J.S. Bach, and Monteverdi. This is a really, 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 really... really Things you can never find Haydn. Yeah, exactly. Well, Bach's... Bach's at the top. J.S. Bach wins. Now, this is, this is incredibly difficult. So what They're really hard to compare. Haydn Monteverdi and Haydn. Joseph Haydn and Claudio Monteverdi. 
String quartets. Symphonies. Opera. Vocal music. Yeah, oratorio. Haydn's side. Piano sonatas. Piano sonatas. Wind music. Piano trios. Oh my god, Haydn's piano trios are so gorgeous. Oh, they're so good. I'm for for me mm. today. It's Haydn. Let's do it. Yeah, I, um, I I find it really hard to compare their output. Yeah, M- oh, more so than. I mean, it's it's a crazy task that we've set ourselves in this game. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. One of the things that undermines this game the most is that it's absolutely absurd that we even <laughs> yeah. start. It's not really to do the it. point of music, but it's not really the point of this game to. to <laughs> Have scruples about whether you put someone in second or third. I'm really pleased to see Haydn come second. Yeah, he hasn't I, appeared I much. I am I love too. Haydn's music. Yeah, me too. I really, really and do. And you can never find him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, Look at so that top three. Top That's three. great. That's fantastic. You know, Claudio Monteverdi is... Bach just needs to watch out a little bit for Monteverdi. Well, at some point we're going to have that conversation. Yeah, but I still think... Yeah. But Haydn's beaten him today, so it's hard to... He's the father <laughs> we are the they're children. All, so, yeah, ironically, it's probably he's he's the actual father. Monteverdi's the yeah. father of these guys because he's a bit older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, uh, what a great game. Bong. The bell tolls on this game as we say goodbye from Claudio Monteverdi. <laughs> goodbye from Joseph Haydn <laughs> and Johann Sebastian Bach. All the other players to this game, <laughs> including me, David Fay, and me, Arthur Egan. Have it's a good, good game, Dave. Oh, it's a great game, mate. Have a good day. Um, uh, lots of love and cheerio. Bye bye. Well, thanks very much for listening and making it through to the end of the podcast. Good effort. Do remember that you can buy Margit van der Zwan's brilliant card game quartet by clicking the link in the episode description. And also, if you're so inclined, please do like and subscribe this podcast. Mm-hmm.